So good morning, guys. Welcome to uh, another episode of Quid Coffee and Trees. I'm Scott. And I'm Jeff. And we are very privileged to have Alyssa join us this morning, a, a veteran of the sport, manager of Boom Train. And Alyssa, thank you for being here with us. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm very happy to speak with people today. And as always, we like to know what is everyone drinking? I'll go first. I'm drinking um, a smoothie, almond milk, strawberries, bananas, apple juice. Um, not a fan of coffee, not gonna lie, or tea or anything. Water. <laughs> oh, that's, that's like our whole thing. What's <laughs> the beef? <laughs> Is it too bland? Uh, I don't know. It's just when I think about drinking something, I'm like, I just want water. That's not a terrible idea. Water's good for you, I hear. That's fair. Definitely. I'm drinking, as usual, a good old-fashioned cup of coffee, just black coffee. I don't do anything to it. I like the natural flavors, the natural aromas. Scott? Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less, Jeff. And I, I got my hot tea again from Uptown. I, I know it's like 70 degrees outside, but like it's always a good time for tea. What flavor of tea do you have? Uh, today it's just regular green tea. Nothing, nothing fancy. Still tasty. I think it's green tea. <laughs> I bought like 150 packets of cinnamon tea because I heard it like is really good for you or mint tea. And I tasted it. It was disgusting. So if anyone <laughs> needs 150 <laughs> tea. Well, we'll coordinate with Alyssa and get that out to you guys. If you ask for the media, let us know. Are we going to become an outfitter for tea as well? Like a side <laughs> business, a side gig? <laughs> I, I got time. We, we can make this a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alyssa, so with everyone else, we, we love hearing everyone's story, how you got into the sport. What got you into Quidditch? Um, I went to ISU, Illinois State, and my older sister had joined Quidditch the year it started, which was the year before I went there. Um, and naturally, she didn't want me to play uh, when I got there, so I joined anyway because I... Uh, like to bother her and then I loved it and I stuck around for too long <laughs> you're still here <laughs> what what year was that when you you started Ooh, 2011 so this is will this be your ninth season coming up for USQ um yes it will be so yeah, you're almost rounding the decade. We're all old. I know. <laughs> and then I got to meet Jeff two years later. There seems to be a trend with Illinois State. I'm I'm fairly new to the sport, Alyssa. Is Illinois State like one of the like kind of like veteran teams that have been around for a while? Um, I think so. It started so if I was in eleven, it started in ten. So it's been around for about ten years. It definitely had its um, ups and downs. At one point, we had a lot of people, and then it kind of, you know, just varies. But I feel like they've been kind of solid for a while. 
Yeah, that, that makes sense. It seems like different teams have fluctuations of recruitment and engagement. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just keep hearing Illinois State pretty often from just different players. Someone's got some sort of connection there. Yeah. They've had a team every year, which I think both Alyssa and I as alumni are thankful to see that. But like Alyssa was saying, there's been a lot of fluctuation in their numbers. Some years have been a lot of growth. <laughs> others have been pretty bare, but they still look yeah. good, which is nice. What What are some tips or advice you would give to newcomers to the sport of Quidditch? I would say that you have unlimited potential. Like, be open to everything you learn, every bit of knowledge, everything you see. Put in the work because um, it is worth it, even if your team isn't successful or um, nothing goes perfect. Like, you're going to build and you're going to become someone you're proud of. Um, And don't be afraid to speak up because just because you're new doesn't mean you're any less important. Um, share what you have to say, ask questions, and be heard. Love the word opportunity, Alyssa. There's so much potential in Quidditch for people to just grow as individuals, grow the sport. There's literally opportunities for everyone to do something that will help them grow as an individual and grow the sport. Love it. Yeah, we love seeing new faces and any, you know, Anytime we can incorporate somebody new, that helps just the sport grow and develop and become what we want it to be ultimately. Quidditch has evolved over time. There are different defining eras in Quidditch. You've been playing for a long time, so you're a veteran of the sport. Throughout those different eras, how has Quidditch affected your mentality through those times? Um, So over time... I've seen how Quidditch can really affect people's mental health. So much good comes from Quidditch, but I think people rarely talk about the negative impacts um, that it does have. And whether it's been myself or my teammates, um, I've seen the sport kind of break a lot of people. And I'm not sure if it's because sports in general have this like toughen up stigma. Um, But I think we need to be more conscious of our teammates' mental health. Um, as a female in the sport, especially, I feel like there's a tremendous amount of pressure. Um, and I can only speak from my experiences, but I've seen um, a lot of, you know, putting down like you got to make those shots or um, maybe less encouragement. And then during practice, if you mess up, you're filled with so much self-doubt. So maybe they won't see me um as important or just a liability? Will they pass to me? Do they see me as weak? Should I just give my beater partner the ball, you know? And then you kind of start thinking you're not good enough. Um, And eventually I've seen it break people. So explosive outbursts, people have quit. I've seen my friends. Um, I think a lot of people tend to hide how it affects them. Um, I think leadership has an important part of this and how you talk to your players because um, you can really get in people's head and make them, you know, doubt themselves, lower their self-worth. And I think we just need to be more positive in general. So like personally, I do like a lot of self-talk, which I think is helpful. So how I talk to myself to be more positive, whether it's telling myself to like focus or motivation or breaking down what I should do, that really helps me. But I think as a community, we have to work on, you know, just being more positive. So that all said, Alyssa, how has your play style evolved over time? 
Uh, I think there was a time where you could just run through people and dunk and there was not as much strategy out there, at least, you know, on the teams that I played for. Um, not that it was a bad thing. I think it was just um, how Quidditch was back then. So as it's evolved, I think we have to kind of evolve with it. Um, playing a lot smarter than I did in the past. So you have to think about positioning and angles and field awareness and um, decision making. And so I think you have to almost be smarter um, than you were in the past because it's not just about physical abilities. Definitely. Has that come from just experience of the sport and how the strategies kind of evolved over time as well? Is there anything that you've kind of, as you've learned these different things to improve, is there any sort of things that you've done to be like, I want to identify, I want to get better at this specific thing. So I'm going to work with my team and talk strategically about what to do to, you know, make myself a better player. Definitely. I think in playing for different teams, you have to see how every team kind of works and you could kind of take the best things you've learned from each one and, apply it to the next team. So I feel like you're constantly getting better and better and trying to work towards like, okay, well, they said work on this. So then I could bring it to my next team. Yeah, that's great. Love to see players evolve and, you know, get better over time. And you, I mean, everybody has, I think the three of us have all improved as we've been playing. Definitely. And it, it's like you said, Alyssa, just seeing what other people do and how you can tailor it to make yourself the best player. I definitely benefited from playing with other people and seeing what works best for me and the teams that I'm playing for. Well said. Um, but outside of the, the play, Alyssa, there are some sort of logistical things with quiz. There's some planning and organizing. And I hear tell, word on the street is you recently – were were named manager of the year for the Midwest region. And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of the role that you've played for Boom Train since started as a team. What does this mean for you as, as the, the manager of the year for the Midwest? I think it was awesome. I was so excited to receive it because I think um, being a manager is pretty difficult. It can be underappreciated and uh, my Teammates on Boom Train were really supportive of me this year, which is awesome. Um, whether it's like collecting money or hotels, spreadsheets, nagging people, there's a lot that kind of goes into it. So it was nice to have a successful year. And um, I know sometimes managing doesn't always go the way you want it to, but um, being flexible was kind of a nice thing I learned this year. Yeah, being a manager is the unsung hero position of Quidditch <laughs> because it's so important to get all the logistics to work out and get set up and nagging people is the worst. Um, I know. <laughs> we've all done Give it. Give me my money. Oh, yeah. So I totally see where you're coming from. It's, you know, people appreciate it, but it's not appreciated enough. A lot of tough decisions need to be made at that position. But so, someone does it, and it helps keep the team successful and growing and thriving. And obviously, that speaks to Boom Train success. So, well done, Alyssa. Thank you. Yeah, going after that, you also did help start Boom Train when this team was starting to form for the Midwest region. You were the manager. 
this past year, uh, as well as helping start that team, what sort of challenges did you face while you started this team? Because there's a lot of hurdles to starting a team, and you you know tackled those challenges along with everybody else to do our best to go ahead and make a successful Quidditch team. And the first season was successful. We ended up making it to the final four. So what sort of things did you face and how did you address them? How'd you overcome them? Um, I think the hardest part in the beginning was trying to get buy-in. You know, you don't want to put all this effort in and then no one shows up to tryouts or, you know, people stop showing up, you lose their interest. So kind of keeping like a good schedule, um, keeping a good um, team like environment, whether it's like online and keeping everything organized, I think is really important to show. Um, we got a lot of feedback being like, it was nice to see the team was serious. And I think just showing that you're serious and you have goals and you have um, organization is super important. And once people believe that you have your shit together, you know, even if sometimes we didn't, <laughs> um, it's important to have them see that we're, you know, a serious team. Yeah, that's well said. I think as a player this year, just being a player itself, kind of stepping away from leadership and watching kind of leadership handle everything. It was great to see kind of the results of all your work. Um, I felt like I kind of got to, to show up and play, which I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm privileged <laughs> to do that because I did, <laughs> I did step away from leadership. But it's and so we appreciate all you do and all of leadership uh, and like all parts of footage because without people who take up those roles, we can't have the sport. So yeah, appreciation, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, you know, can't say I thought of it that way, but you're 100% right. As far as I've seen it too, in my experience, people breaking kind of mentally as well throughout the sport, people quitting kind of same kind of results, but what you're saying is what we should be doing. We should be treating people with more positive energy to keep them around because ultimately if people quit, there's nothing for us to play. And I think there's a lot of so much pressure and obviously like I want to win, right? That's why I'm here. But um, like it shouldn't be at the cost of other people. And I think it's shown like from other sports that like a more positive an environment and people speaking more positively to themselves, like your team's going to succeed more. Yeah. I definitely hear where you're coming from. That's always kind of with the concept of winning too. I think people can kind of get sometimes for lack of a better term, poisoned with winning, if you will, mm -hmm. where like, especially a college team, if you're going to nationals for the first time, you want to perform well, you want to be successful. But at what point are you going to sacrifice playing like all your players to keep your program alive just to win a couple games at nationals and trying to debate that like if you win some games, you can think if I win, I'll recruit better next year because people will see that we're winning, but then you might lose your current player base and your program might kind of stagnate. So it's always like those are difficult decisions and how to evaluate it. So I totally see where you're coming from. And to take that a, a step further, um, Alyssa, I, I think that speaks to leaderships across the, the country that 
we can do better for our individual players. We, we only, this is a team sport, right? We only function as well as every individual player. I, I always tell my Chicago team strength of the pack and like we, everyone is together in on this. We all lose. We all win. We all succeed and fail together. And it, it doesn't do any team, any leadership, any Quidditch community, any favors putting someone down. There should be more focus on, I think, individual player development as well as focusing on your team as a whole versus kind of the greater scope of it. So I guess like more micro than macro. <laughs> if you were <laughs> focusing more on your individual exactly. players and their abilities to keep that positive environment, building a, a strong culture within your team, and that's what's going to contribute more to your success. Definitely. And it's linking that stuff together, Jeff, on the micro that individual player development will support the success of the team. It's got to be linked that way. I love the way you phrase that. So, Alyssa, obviously Quidditch is not your whole life. I'd imagine there are things that are outside of Quidditch. Or maybe this is pertaining to Quidditch, too. I will leave it up to you. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? If so, why haven't you done it? Um, so I just got my master's in family consumer sciences, but I've always um, thought about getting a master's in school counseling for a while. So to be a guidance counselor is like my ultimate goal, but very expensive. And it's about three more years of school. So I keep thinking like, how many years do I want to push this out? But I feel like money is usually like the biggest thing that holds me back, you know, because I'm like, oh, 30000 or not spending that money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell me more about that. I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, so guidance counseling, like helping kids with their careers and school focus, and like what they want to do in life and kind of socio-emotional um, aspect of it. I think it'd be super helpful, especially kind of with my family consumer science degree is kind of already tailored to that. I think it'd be really important, um, but it's just tough. You know, three more years of school, I just graduated with my master's and it was hard to like work and school mm -hmm. and you know do all the other things that I want to do and spend the money it's it's tough but if it's like my dream you know I'm like maybe I should just do it now you know the sooner the better do you see yourself revisiting this three five years from now like is there anything immediate that you plan on doing in the next two to three years i think my goal is probably in the next so maybe in three years to start the degree um at least get so i'm not tenured yet in my school so i want to get tenureship and then probably do it but it's hard to just like jump in because once you're in it you're in it. Be kind of hard to back out at that point, unless yeah. you just flat out said, no, I don't want this anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah, diving in head first. And congrats on the first Masters, by the way. That is that is no easy accomplishment. That's incredibly impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Doing that and juggling, being a full-time professional teacher, and like managing a Quidditch team and doing a Masters, I don't know how you <laughs> did it. <laughs> That's so much on your plate. Uh, you know, I like to keep busy, though. So it's kind of nice. Now that I have, I graduated and teaching's over i'm like going crazy i'm trying to run from a hundred to zero real quick yeah and quidditch is you know at a halt i'm like shoot yeah uh, so speaking of kind of everything kind of coming to a halt you know more time to reflect on on certain things another question we have for you if your house were to catch on fire everything you own sets on fire. You save your loved ones first, of course, and your pets if you have them. When you have time to go ahead and make one last dash into the house to save one item, what would that be and why? I feel like this is so tough. Luckily, I feel like everything these days is on the internet, you know? Like all of my important pictures and documents are in the the cloud somewhere. <laughs> so. <laughs> A lot of things that, you know, my clothes are kind of replaceable and all that stuff. Um, I think I would probably take my mom's sewing machine. Um, she left it to me and uh, I like, she taught me how to sew on it as a kid. And then it led me to be a sewing teacher. So I feel like that, that one's pretty important. Sewing's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's, wholesome. <laughs> it's uh takes patience my students are all uh sewing masks right now which is really cute they're like sending me pictures they're like look what i made that's adorable <laughs> <laughs> yes <sighs> what would you say if, if your house Ooh. was on fire scott oh, you want to go first Ah, uh, man. See, like, I can replace a lot of my clothes, but I'm one of those people that puts sentimental value into all of my shirts. Like, every shirt means something. Like, you ever do intramurals, and then, like, you won that one shirt that one time doing that one <laughs> random thing? That meant something. <laughs> um, and then, like, I got a kilt from the Renaissance Fair that's kind of important. Oh, that's cool. If I had to pick one, it would probably... Fuck, there's so many random sentiments. <laughs> All those uh, fantasy Quidditch t-shirts you have? <laughs> I have one. I have oh. attended one Quidditch fantasy, and that was this past one in January. I'm just going to say my Ridgewood High School trap uniform. I still have that from 2009. <laughs> very cool that's awesome if i yeah if i had to save one thing i would save my guitar i know guitars are also Ooh. replaceable but i've taken since i got a new guitar over the past summer i have taken a strong liking to it <laughs> so i would be very upset <laughs> if that was burnt up i would very much like to save that oh. do you play a lot of fun music on that I appreciate that. 
<laughs> now that you guys are talking, I'm like, maybe there's more stuff I want to say. Do you have another one? <laughs> well, now I'm like, I spent a lot of money on my guitar that I don't use. <laughs> maybe, I want, maybe I need that. <laughs> so maybe maybe because you're so fast and athletic you have time for a couple things <laughs> i feel like the only nice thing is a lot of the stuff that i want to save i just left at my dad's house when i moved because i was like you can keep all of these things that i don't want <laughs> <laughs> but are important so thank you so much for Thank you so much for having me. It was a privilege having you, Elizabeth. Truly, really this is a lot. Of fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in to Quit Coffee and Trees. I'm Jeff. I'm Scott. I'm Alyssa. <laughs> Thanks for We haven't really figured this part out. Yet. <laughs> we really haven't. <laughs> Probably should practice our conclusion. That's okay. Well. We'll figure it out, but for now, I'm good with this. All right, listeners. I think it was nice. <laughs> Candid, you know? It's a typical, like, Midwestern sort of conclusion, too. Like, we've said we're going to conclude already, and we oh, haven't God, done it like yet. Two minutes. You know, listeners just can't say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm actually going to end it. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye. Have beautiful dreams.